Mother makes me eat my M&M's. Mother makes me eat my M&M's. I can't really do that little, uh, I forgot what it's called. Oh, vibrato? I think I might be making that up. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. I don't know why I do always do that voice. It's, maybe it's my radio voice. Oh, I was watching one of the uh, uh, Apple event things recently and there's this woman presenting and she was doing this magical thing with her mouth. Okay, let me read a sentence here. Uh... Let's see if I can do it, if I can remember it. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This matters with visibility. Her S's were like like little whistling, and it was so gentle. It's one of those things where I can replicate. I've noticed I can really replicate things well in my life, whether it's audio or paintings. I'm pretty good at it, but I need to have like the reference like immediately. So I can't remember quite how she did it because uh, it's easier to remember when, you know, after I hear it. So, God, I literally thought today was possibly, like, Tuesday, at the most Wednesday, and it's fucking Thursday. What happened? Twice during this pandemic, uh, I've lost, I've lost literal track of, like, what day of the week it is. I've never done that before. It's fucking bizarre and terrifying, and I don't know, it's just, it's strange. This whole thing is strange, and, you know, it's like, where is the end of this? Um... And I always try to not talk about it because it's like, oh, we're all living through it. Do, we, do you really want to hear it from someone else? But uh, at the same time, it's not realistic to be like, well, you're just never going to, I'm never going to talk about it. Be- it's it's going to happen. Uh, I just really just don't think about it. So I'm able to just truck on and carry on with my day. Um, we're fortunate enough that, you know, has it affected us a lot? I mean... Mentally, in terms of like social media being fucking bananas, I guess, but monetarily, I think we're really lucky and I'm really thankful for that. But uh, let's just move on because that wasn't even in my notes. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Is it like so? I don't even know if Black, I know that they started doing Black Friday stuff really early because because of the pandemic and everyone's basically at home. Um, so Black Friday stuff was starting. I mean, what, what do you even call it? It's weird we still call it that now because. There's sales and whatnot going on even before that. I feel like Black Friday was a thing specifically, definitely before the internet and online sales started because you'd have to wake up. Okay, here's the thing. My siblings always did this. They woke up at like 3 or 4 a.m. to go to like Macy's, the mall. Like, I don't know. I never once did that. And they would always do it and get like their shopping done or most of the shopping done. And I'm like, I'm not fucking waking up for a sale or just ridiculousness. Um... Um, I like my sleep and just whatever. Um, I'm good. I'm fucking good. In fact, I think most of it was done for like their own greed and their own shit. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself, obviously, but, uh, you know, they're just not shills, but what's the lemmings, you know? Oh, everyone's doing it. Oh, a sale. Half of the sale shit is bullshit anyways. They're literally take, here's the thing. I've worked so much retail in my life. Let's see. Gap, Starbucks, um, uh, like ice cream shops. I mean, you fucking name it. Um, Whenever we'd have a sale, it was always because they're pushing out old inventory. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just obviously mass-produced stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely love a sale. And whenever I shop online, I still don't treat myself to like the brand new stuff. I still always firstly go to the sale, quote, the internet sale rack of whatever I'm shopping for, like Victoria's Secret. Uh, Not that I like avidly shop there, but um, 
recently I have been just because I don't know I need a new bra like I'm so trashy my bra from Victoria's Secret is so fucking old like uh, it's probably eight years old I, I, I will wear a bra until it's like dingy and lose it's like lost its elasticity and I don't give a fuck I'm like man I will wear shit until it's like dead in fact my old cycling shoes when I used to bike a lot and race I didn't get a new pair until there was a literal fucking hole in the toe box area, which is, I'm sure, well, I don't know if you know, but uh, cycling shoes on the bottom are like hard, like I guess like the bottom of a roller skate, I don't know what to compare it to, because uh, I don't really know what other shoes have this, it's like a really hard plastic, um, so well, I don't know if that part was, but yeah, I think it was, regardless, whenever you're cycling on the road, you typically, obviously, stop with one foot, you, you know, put on the brakes, with your hands because you know I think old school bikes would have it I think they're always like that yeah you know the lever for brakes and then you put your foot out to um you know teeter on like a tripod or, or not, not tripod um kickstand uh but inevitably you know I tried to once I realized it was tearing my shoe up and it's inevitably gonna happen anyways um I I noticed I was putting my foot down too early where I wasn't stopped all the way not that I was dragging my foot but anyways TLDR, my, I definitely got a hole in those shoes and I, I, it makes me feel good that I used a product till it's like ending days. I, to, could I, could I still have worn those shoes past that? Yeah, but they, I definitely needed a new pair and then I got a new pair and they were the same brand, same style, but they changed the fucking toe box and they made it more narrow and man, like it was weird. I would get like this clicking thing with my like foot when I would I specifically noticed it when I was doing indoor uh, training stuff and I was like well, that's not good like if your shit is being you know shoved and kind of like uh, kind of like I guess a corset for your foot I don't know um yeah what did I read about like corsets are terrible oh binding for like trans people is not great um you know women that want to push their boobies down um, it can do bad shit to your organs and whatnot. Don't you like my specific scientific fact checking there? It's a fucking fact. Now, is that for everyone? I don't know, but, um, Abigail, Abigail Schreier is her name and she's fucking fantastic. She wrote a book called, this is stuff that I, I'm literally flying on the Schreier, flying on the seat of my pants. I should have written this down because this is a, definitely a topic I'd love to get into and extremely controversial, controversial, um, Abigail Schreier writes about culture and law. Um, she wrote a book called Irreversible Damage, the Transgender, excuse me, let me start that over. Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. Um, and I want to get that book. There's so many books I want to get. Oh my God. But, um, she was on Joe Rogan and man, I'll have to save that. I'm going to write that down because I definitely want to get into that. Let me write on the bottom here. Do, do, do. Abigail. Anyways, it wasn't part of my notes. Let's get into my notes. I have quite a few random things here. <laughs> Don't ever order from Pop Sockets. Uh, <laughs> I got like, okay, so I ordered a custom pops, uh, Pop Socket of my own art. Um, and it was nice, you know. Don't get me wrong, they definitely do a good job of their Pop Socketing. I don't know. Because um, my old ones were Just Dance, and I'm like, I don't want to advertise Just Dance anymore because fuck them. Uh, for obvious reasons, and yes, I'm I'm still waiting to create that podcast. I need to just, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'll get around to it eventually where I do the podcast all about Ubisoft's hor horrificness, just awful culture. Anyways, Pop Sockets, I ordered it and got it, and like, here's the thing: like, if you're gonna get spam email from a company if you use their business, like if you buy through them, 
Um, why do they spam you like so soon after you purchase something from their website? I don't under I don't understand that. Why would they not like uh, whatever the robot bot thing does when they send you that spam email? Why would they not program it to send you that email like a month after you purchase something? To me, that makes more sense, and it's not as annoying because it's like well you get an email and it's like all this crap like uh, I don't even know what the spam emails look like so you know I got emails I got like four emails from pop sockets and each time I scroll to the bottom and I unsubscribed and it takes you that page being like you know you've unsubscribed or whatever four fucking times like within a week and I was like this is absurd man so of course I went to Twitter and dragged their ass and they replied with the, oh, no, sorry, you're still receiving emails after unsubscribing bullshit stuff. So, uh, you know, I somehow wound up unsubscribing and they're like, they're, I think I got an email. Here's the thing. Just think about how many times I've been poked and prodded by this company. Four emails about just the marketing stuff each time I try to unsubscribe. Another email saying, sorry to see you go. And then like three fucking days later was like, how would you rate your experience with pop sockets? And I'm like stop emailing me are you fuck just it it's like ironic it, it it's just hilarious to me it's like wait a minute this whole thing is just stop bothering me and then it's like how would you rate this shit it's just like blood boiling when i see the email from pop sockets again when i thought it was done and over with mm, yeah god yeah aggravating man uh let's see twitter stuff blah 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 and I started thinking the other day, I was like, man, I certainly talk about social media frequently in my podcast episodes, but I'm like, I don't need to apologize for it because I we're all indoors and I think we're living more of our lives online now. Not that that's a great thing and even remotely. So it's like, well, it's inevitable. Um, yeah. And God damn it, I forgot to turn the garage band thing. Ah! Oh, God. Mm. Anywho. Um... <laughs> Notes, 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 notes. Yeah, I hope you guys aren't traveling for Thanksgiving. I mean, shit. If you believe in this pandemic, plandemic, whatever. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't think it's. I mean, I like to fancy around with uh, skeptic shit or controversy or uh, what is it called? What's the word? Conspiracy. Lord, I can't believe I forgot that word for a second there. I don't know. I don't really believe it. I just like to toss shit around. I used to make a joke that it was Nintendo that um planned this pandemic just so you could uh, buy their animal crossing game and stay at home and play it forever because animal crossing came out i believe in march or some something like that and in america that's when it really started to shake us at our core with the pandemic and covid shit so i was like oh my god nintendo planned it obviously kidding i mean i definitely believe it's real like 100 percent. and i know we're all just getting aggravated with it and just like are you fucking kidding me and you know, we're trying to live our lives going out and either working from home or going out and working from wherever you're working from. And the people that have to go out there and work and whatnot, I'm just like, God, God bless you. I, I'm not being sarcastic there. I think it's crazy. I was like thanking my husband for going out and doing the shopping. Um, not, not that I'm saying he's like a war veteran, but I'm like, you know, he's literally going out there on the quote front lines and risking his health and you know his life because i mean we, we don't know how, how it affects each individual person so i really thank him for that um because we actually talked about that when this pandemic shit was starting um like who is at more risk for having covid affect us more and i was like i think honestly it'd be me like i unfortunately i grew up with again i don't know if this is true or not i'm not a scientist i grew up with asthma 
I still have weird stuff where I laugh really if I laugh really hard or if I have a good laughing session, I will wind up coughing. Um, and I, I Googled, I've Googled this before and apparently it's a thing. It can aggravate like your lungs. But what's really weird and slightly disturbing is that I'll cough up like occasionally this like super gummy clear shit. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Like, I don't know if it's from my years of smoking or, or what, cause I don't smoke, um, cannabis anymore. Like I have a little disposable thing that I still haven't killed cause it's, for some reason they sold me like the most potent one that they sell. And I have no idea why I never go into when, you know, before the pandemic, when I'd go into the local dispensary, I would never be like, yo, give me your hardest shit. I don't know. This one they gave me is literally called a hard hitter and I'm still not done with it. I literally take one hit and I'm like, I'm good. But I, I don't really sm- – I do edible, you know, rarely actually now. I, It's one of those things where, like, I'll – I'm also, like, testing my body where I'll do an edible or a mince, like, every day. And then I'm like, yo, I can't – like, I can't wake up that easily. Or I'm just, you know, kind of dragging a little bit. Not like – it's hard to explain. I mean, I just like to be sober as well. Like, I feel like I'm just much more clear-headed with stuff, waking up, you know, not having an issue with waking up. Sometimes I'll take CBD at night, but it's also, like, ex- the most – the strongest CBD out there. Cause at the time, um, my husband went to go buy me some cause I had, I'd thrown my back out or some weird shit. It was awful. I couldn't even stand or lay and get comfortable. It was excruciating. Uh, anywho, so I was like, get, I was like, go to the dispensary, get the hardest shit they have CBD wise. So this stuff definitely works. It's basically, I, I compare it to kind of like the stuff of NyQuil that makes you feel all cozy and sleepy. I mean, and, and it's great and it does its job, but then I find it's, when I wake up and my alarm goes off in the morning, I, I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm so comfortable. I don't want to get up. So it's like, oh, it's doing too good of a job. Uh, let's see. My notes. Um, yeah, so I just hope you're safe during the whole Thanksgiving thing, whether or not you're traveling. And I don't, I don't recommend traveling. Um, I just don't. Even though I've heard airplanes are much more safe with uh, the COVID stuff because the air circulating stuff. I don't know. Uh, just just be safe, dude. Wash your hands. Wear your fucking mask. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah. I, I watched a documentary called Hands on a Hard Body. Shout out to Ben Moon for that one. He mentioned it on his podcast a while ago. It's a documentary about people in, I think, Alabama that put their... They, they sign up or they I think they had a drawing and they have, like... I'm not sure how many people. 10 or 12... Probably 10 or 12 people that put their hand on a truck... And whoever takes their hand off last is the one that wins it. And it sounds stupid and it kind of is stupid. But, you know, I went into that documentary with my own judgments about the people because it's like super rednecky. You know, here's I'm going to speak off of my judgments here when I saw the people. I'm from the South. So I'm. it's like I know these people. Uh, you know, lack of teeth. To me, I'm like uneducated, dumb, um, just podunky and whatever. But as I watched this documentary, I realized um, they're, I couldn't believe how, like, nice, it just showcased, because they would, you know, kind of go into each person's detail of their story, and, like, who they were, and why they're doing it, and um, they had one guy who had won it previously, and he was, like, really level-headed, and kind of, like, owned the game, I don't know, and some, one of the girls was like young, it just, each person was so individual and unique with how they went about doing it and having their mindset of, you know, winning. But I was so warmed and touched by like how nice these people were, not all of them, you know, but I was just my, yet again, my judgments about people totally, you know, once I was done with the documentary, I was, 
my judgments about the people are totally flipped. Like, I realize that just because someone sounds dumb, like, it, like sounds dumb, whether it's an accent or they're like, I'm going to the store and getting me some some stuff and I got that stuff and I like that stuff and the stuff was on uh sale and some of it was crunchy and some of it was sweet and I, I like sweet and crunchy stuff okay not like that but I mean kind of kind of like that where I realized that if a human doesn't have the correct or not mm, I could be correct um if a human doesn't have the correct or well-formed sentence they sound dumb but if you're able to like read through a person and kind of, um, I'm an empath and I believe I can really read a person and their spiritual, not spirituality, their um, aura. I don't want to use those words. I feel like there's a stigma with them, but I really feel like I can read people and what they are. And I'm not saying I'm always right, certainly, but I certainly feel a connection to um, people and I feel like I want to, you know, avert myself from certain people. So I just realized this is the longest explanation, but if, if someone doesn't have the right words or sentence structure, it doesn't mean they're dumb. It just, it doesn't mean they're technically dumb. Um, it just means maybe they're uneducated or, you know, couldn't find the right words. I was just kind of blown away by that. Like it's, it's really hard. Cause it's like, well, if you're, I don't know, I don't know how to explain that really. It's hard to explain. By the way, I think you should take a shot every time I say, I don't know how to explain that. I say that at least once each podcast. I have a really difficult, hard, hard time uh, formulating my thoughts and it sucks because I have all these thoughts and I don't have a brilliant, uh, articulate vernacular of things to form together that gets my point across. That's why, I don't know, I'm, I'm obviously a very visual learner and visual teacher. It's unfortunate, really. I really struggle with it, and uh, it sucks. It's one of the biggest things I can't stand. Not, not that I can't stand a bit. Well, I say can't stand because it's unfortunate because I definitely feel like I misunderstood my, my entire life, and it's like with my therapist the other day, I like broke down crying about it. Um, it just sucks because I guess it's obviously hard to look past people's it's hard to look past what I am, I guess, on the surface, which is abrasive, loud, opinionated, uh, bitchy, whatever. But underneath all that, I'm a real, I'm a sweetheart. Um, I know that sounds dumb, but it's true. And I, I definitely kind of, I, my attitude is like, I don't stand for shit. Like, I'm sure you guys get the vibe. I don't need to explain myself here, but I definitely recommend hard, Hands on a Hard Body. It's fantastic. I don't want to talk anymore about it because it's kind of a spoilery, but um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about this the other day. What were we watching? I can't remember. So there's this program called Taglit Israel. Let me see. I don't even know who runs this. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's also called that, but um, Taglit Birthright Israel. Let's see. Uh, FAQs. What is Birthright Israel? Birthright Israel is a not-for-profit organization providing the gift of a 10-day educational group trip to Israel for Jewish young adults between the ages of 18 and 32. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so what's included is round-trip, accommodations, group transportation, two meals per day, organized activities and touring. So my dad's side is Jewish. My mom's side is not. My twin... And my next oldest sister got to do this program. I, I, I'd have to ask them how old they were when they did this. 
But, and I don't know why I couldn't do it at the time that my twin did it. I don't remember, honestly, what was going on. But they had already done their trip, I believe. Yeah, they did. And I was like, man, why haven't, why can't I do this? So I remember talking to my mom about it. And my mom was like, you just have to be really convinced them that you're 100% Jewish and that you go to like synagogue and shit. So I like kind of studied this stuff. And I'm, I'm so bad at like, li- did my sisters lie about it? I mean, I guess because you have to be 100% Jewish because I don't know. Do I feel bad about that? No, like whatever, mm, sort of. But no, no, I don't. Whatever. I don't care. Fuck it. So I like studied all my stuff of like answers to say to maybe their possible questions. And, you know, they would they interviewed me on the phone and I was trying to convince them that, uh, you know, I go to synagogue or whatever fuckery. And I, you know, they clearly said stuff that I or asked stuff that I would didn't know how to answer or I don't know if it was necessarily that or I just didn't sound convincing so they're like, all right, we'll get back to you or something. And they like declined me and I was devastated. And I think I tried again the next year. And so back when I tried this and when my sisters went, the cutoff used to be, it was not 32. I definitely would have remembered that. It was like 25. So I specifically remember I only had like one more year left to try it. And I think, I don't know if I tried both years um, or maybe that was the last year that I could try and I couldn't go. And to this day, I'm like so bitter about that because I'm like, what the fuck? My sister's got to go and get this amazing educational trip. Um, I don't know. My whole life has been that, like, to the point where it's hilarious. Like, my twin was friends with these, like, uh, like rich. She was, like, best friends with these rich people. Rich people. I mean, uh, you know, teenagers, like, in high school. And I wasn't friends with that group of people. She was friends with, like, the druggies and whatnot. Um, weed heads. And I don't even know what the fuck. Just risky stuff. I don't even. I bet my mom doesn't even know that, dude. Um, and I, I, it was so, it's such a funny thing growing up a twin that I, I wouldn't say that I was friends with her friends, but I was friends by proximity. So I recall going to like a high school party because Laurie was more popular than me. And so I'm invited by proximity. So there I am like hanging out with like all these, like the most popular people of school. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Kind of a thing. And I'm trying to like hang out and be cool and I don't know. Like, it was so bizarre. I just remember not being comfortable. And like, I don't, you know, they're not my friends and nobody would, nobody would ever make an effort to come talk to me. So yeah, like, and of course my sister occasionally, and I mean, occasionally or throughout my life would like, like in college, I, I, funnily enough, I, you know, went to uh, Valdosta State my first year and then fuckery drama happened. Um, the, the guy I was dating in my high school, like followed me to that college and I was like, yay, like, I wanted to use the college, my college experiences, like going out and venturing on my own. And um, so I remember doing this. I was like, I want to do my college thing, like not being boyfriend and girlfriend. But then when I'm done with college, can we be boyfriend and girlfriend? And he was like, what? No. And I started crying. I don't remember what the fuck that was. It was so funny, though. <laughs> High school logic. So he followed me to that college. And I was like, oh, joy. And we wound up breaking up during going to that college. And I wound up dating his fucking roommate, like secretly. So... He, this is so bizarre, this bizarre, this like triangle thing. My roommate became best friends with this girl down the end of the hallway at the dorm. And for the first time, I don't know, I've had difficulties in my life, like holding friendships. And I'd always get jealous when someone else would come along and steal my best friend. So my roommate was my best friend from high school and middle school. And this girl wound up like, quote, stealing my best friend from me where I'd come into my dorm room and she would never be there. My best friend, it was to me, it was devastating 
Uh, you know, we're like connected to the hip. And I was like, I was never invited to this girl's room. And it was fucking, I had this breakdown the other day about why friendships and when friendships get broken or not broken, but just like drift apart is so devastating to me. Um, uh, this is so funny. I'm going from the Israel thing to this, but it's all good. So I realized why when I lose a friendship, it's so awful to me. So in middle school, I was friends with these three girls, Tamara. I don't remember the other girls' names. Shit. Um, and I got a note in my locker room. was like, we don't like you anymore. You suck. We're not going to, you're a dork. Bye. We're not your friend anymore. And it was all signed by these three girls that were, I thought my best friend. And I was devastated, devastated middle school. Okay. Just broken. Um, you know, betrayal for the first time in my life. So I went to go ask one of my friends. I was like, did you sign this or whatever? And she was like, what? What are you talking about? So not only did she not sign that, I think it was only, I to this day, I don't know. I think it was one girl that just made that shit up and signed it for the rest of the people. How dis, how destructive and betr- how much betrayal is that? Like, that's malicious as fuck in middle school. So I realized, like, when I get the, you know, friends that drift apart or I have a quarrel with the best friend now, it's, like, extra devastating to me because I just really value friendship. And now that I think about it now is that I didn't have, like, a bonding sister growing up, not even my fucking twin. So when I finally did find a girlfriend that was my friend and we drifted apart or had a fight, it was awful because I finally found someone that I could connect with and be myself with and be accepted and loved. So, you know, that shit, that was one of the first tastes of, holy shit, girls are evil and just, you know, betrayal. Uh, where was I going with that? Um, let me think. I know I went from Israel. Oh, the whole uh, high school party thing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, my sister got to go and she was definitely friends with a couple girls that were had come from like super rich families. And, you know, I, I have five siblings. Um, and it's we didn't grow up like poor, but. You know, think about it. If you, if a parent has one kid, you know, Laurie's friends would, um, oh no, I said my sister's name. Oh, well, uh, I can bleep that out, but whatever, uh, would have friends that would be a singular friend, you know, they didn't have any siblings. So of course they'd have more money. Anywho. So like she got to go to some European trip with her friend and like, I think her friend's parents paid for it all. I don't know. You know, I don't want to live. I'm not trying to live a life of like, oh, bitter. You got to have all this. Oh, I'm, I'm so jealous. But it really, it really fucking sucked to like, not only be like the not chosen kid out of the family, when I firmly fucking believe that I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not even like a child anymore. So why would I be dramatic about it? Because, uh, you know, at the time it's like, oh no, am I just being dramatic? My parents would be like, stop playing the victim. And how fucking, how fucking malicious is that? Like I, I was a victim, you assholes. Like, fuck you. I wasn't a sorority person and I wasn't a prep, so I wasn't accepted. That's how dumb it is, dude. Um, I know this, I guess this podcast has become some therapeutic venting session. Anyway, so the whole Israel thing, I just thought about the other day and I was like, man, I'm still bummed about that. Like, I, yeah. Um, let's see here. There's quite a few subreddits I'm a part of. Um, oh, by the way, I listened to my last podcast and holy shit. I really need to slow down my thought processes. Uh, I've already said that, but it was so fucking frantic. And um, I think I, I think it's part, it's a couple of things. I feel like I don't want to run over an hour uh, for the podcast, which is silly because there's no time limit. So I'm like, why am I so worried? Um, and also, I just get so excited about talking about stuff um, because I love coming here and talking to you guys. Um, 
And growing up, I've, I, I definitely realized that it's funny, my, me and my middle sister, I have like a connection with her. She's, we were like the ones that weren't accepted in the family. Um, we're extremely similar. She's worse though. Um, <laughs> uh, so where was I going with that? Um, I was, the reason why I paused there on my thoughts, cause like, I don't know if I want to disclose all this information about my sister. I mean, I don't mind it. It's just like, yeah, we you know, I always struggle with my podcast of like saying stuff that's like seriously personal, but whatever. No, I don't care. Fuck it. My sister was really fucked up and, you know, coke, meth, stole doctor's prescription papers and like how that's like a huge felony, dude, and wrote her own shit, went to jail and prison. Uh, she was so superficial that she like talked to us when she came back from one of them. And the only thing she cared about is like crying about how fat she got. Like what? Also, congratulations, mom. That's what you like embedded in all of us to care about how we look versus everything else. So I realized like looking at these videotapes of my sister that even at a young age, she was just attention starved. And, you know, I don't think my parents gave any of us the accurate amount of attention and she's fucked up from it. And not to mention daddy issues. Like it's all daddy shit too, which is, I just realized that, you know, at my current age is that she's totally misunderstood. And like, she has like a wrecked life because of not getting enough attention, like totally wrecked, dude. Um, I just can't imagine like, I don't know. I feel like my parents just didn't want to have the time to like figure her out or I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's unfortunate, but where was I going with that? I really don't know. Damn. Fuck. I had a point there. Something about my sister connection there. Oh, talking fast. Um, I think that cause she talks extremely fast as well. I think the reason why we both talk ridiculously fast is that, well, I'm going to speak myself here. I think it's because growing up, if you didn't have the right words to say, if if you pause or stumble over your words, the attention of whoever's listening to you, I think it's in my family. I think it's definitely a thing for my family. They check out. Like as soon as you stumble or pause to think, their their mind drifts. And I realized that I formulated or started doing this thing where I would talk really fast because to be able to talk fast, you get out what you want to say because the attention span of who's listening is so small. And I, I'm get, I mean, I think it's that, but it's also probably ADHD hyperactivity stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, and I noticed it's like a trigger with me now where if I'm talking to someone and I pause and they look away or they're distracted, I'm like, cool, you're not even fucking listening or into this conversation. And you know what? It may not be that. It may just be something that I'm, th- you know, formulating in my head because a lot of stuff that happens in this world is like, well, is that true? Is this person actually losing their t- interest of listening to you? Or am, am I thinking that and making that up? You know, like, because every time that would happen, I would never check in with the person and be like, are you listening or whatever? Because that's just weird. You know, I'm imagining being at a party and you're talking to someone that you don't know and they do that. And I'm just like, cool, they're not listening. And I would, you know, quickly in the conversation. But, um, but I, you know, I really value people that I come across in my life and they're really rare that when you talk to them, they, they, they look at you and they keep eye contact, not like a freak and just like, oh, like beaming, staring at you. I was trying to do a beaming noise there. Let me see if I can do it one. Hold on. Hold on. That's not good. I can't do it right now because I'm trying to whistle. You basically like blow out with a whistling technique and do that. 
that's hard to get the tone there or the correct notes there. Mm, okay, anyways, I got the first one there. Uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, I just really appreciate people that give you undivided. Undivided attention is so underrated. Holy crap. Um, it's incredibly important to me. Put your fucking phone down and just listen to the person. Um, it's also obviously something from my childhood where if I don't get, you know, if someone's not respecting the time that I'm talking to them, then that's okay. Then I'm going to move on. Um, period. So anyways, uh, there's this subreddit called, uh, well, well, hold on. One of, there's two I follow, botched surgeries and, uh, plastic surgery. Um, because I'm just, I love seeing people's plastic surgery stories. And I like seeing botched stuff because it's fucking bananas. There's this thing, some girl is like, I got blah, 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 like a nose job. And then like syringes or like vials and like you know she listed it like x amount of vials something injected of kybella and i was like what what is kybella i looked it up it's basically let's see it's not that i want to read the uh okay kybella it's for like your neck underneath your chin like your neck fat the active ingredient is in Kybella is synthetic deoxycholic. Can my can PC speak words? Let's see. Deoxycholic acid. Oh shit. Deoxy. Oh. Did that record? Weird. Where was that coming from? Deoxycholic. Okay, let me read that again. Active ingredient in Kybella, Kybella is synthetic de- deoxycholic acid. Deoxycholic acid is a naturally occurring molecule. In the body that aids in the breakdown, listen to this, in the breakdown and absorption of dietary fat. When injected in the fat beneath the chin, Kybella destroys fat cells, resulting in noticeable reduction in fullness under the chin. Once destroyed, these cells can no longer store or accumulate fat. So further treatment is not expected once you reach your desired aesthetic goal. Let me Google it because that's from their website. And I want to look at the like a... um, I recently, by the way, went to, uh, I don't use Google anymore. I do. If I, here's the thing. Google tracks your shit when you Google stuff. And there's a thing called duckduckgo.com that claims they don't track any of what you Google, you know, quote Google. Isn't that funny? I guess I could just say search, but, but I've noticed that their image search and I avidly, when I do research, I do, uh, image search and there's their image search is not as good as Google. So I'm like, whatever, Google, take my fucking search thing here. Uh, so I'm, and it's just different. Um, it's not bad, but for certain stuff, it doesn't work that well. Oops, shit. Google.com. Hold on. Uh, so I have to use apparently Google to find the quick, like, I don't know what you call this. Whenever you Google, cause well, I didn't realize it was like, uh, I didn't realize it was a Google thing. Whenever you Google things, it shows up this like summary thing of what you're Googling. Sometimes um, I haven't really thought about it, but for this one, I looked it up and it shows deoxy colic whatever acid but when i do it on DuckDuckGo, it doesn't have that like side summary thing which i didn't realize i actually value that or like that so this says deoxycholic acid also known as colot all right i need to chola noic <laughs> hold on i know that's not easy hold on colonoic acid colonoic acid kybella sell you fl- okay here's different names also known as kyalonic acid kyabella Celluform plus Belkira and 3A12A. Hold the fuck. I want to. This is like weird. Listen to this. I don't know if you can hear this at all, actually. Oops. Hold on. Give me a second. What? Why isn't it? Oh. 3-alpha, comma, 1-2-alpha dihydroxy-5-beta colon 2-4-O-I-C acid. Oh, that's the word or the letter for beta? Stop. Anyways. 
I can't even read that, is a, here's the thing. It's a bile acid. It's a bile acid. Deoxycholic acid is one of the secondary bile acids, which are metabolic byproducts of intestinal bacteria. You're going to inject intestinal fucking bacteria. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, a byproduct of intestinal bacteria in your fucking underneath your chin. Like, so I know what the girl said in that post because I was like, what? You go in for like multiple sessions and they, I guess, insert an X amount. But I was like, my first thought is, what if they insert too much and it starts eating away at your fucking whatever's beyond the fat in your, underneath your, in your chin? Like underneath your, what the fuck is that area called? Like it's not your chin, but underneath, like your gobble gobble and not your neck. It's underneath. What is the area under your chin called? It is potential space living in myelohyoid muscle, the platyisma muscle inferiorly under the chin in the, what? Oh, submental space. Really? What a crazy term. Huh. Submental space situated on the superficial surface of myelohyoid. Wow. I don't know if that's like the, that's like the scientific term, but what's the just like a, Interesting. Hyroid bone? What's that? Dude, I can get lost in this shit. What's that? Oh, it's your... Hold on. No, I'm... This is what happens. Hyroid bone is a horseshoe-shaped bone. It's situated in the anterior midline of the neck between the chin and the thyroid cartilage. Uh, at rest, it lies at the level of the base of the mandible. I love that word, by the way, mandible. I don't know why. Oh, shit. Um, in the front and third... In the third cervical vertebra behind... Oh, fuck. I didn't mean to click that. Uh, oh, it's like the, it's like above your larynx. It's part of your, uh, uh, your, oh, it's your lingual or tongue bone. Ugh, my God. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That freaked me out. I was like, dude, what? I mean, it sounds amazing, like, on paper, because you don't have to go under the knife. And I definitely, if this was, I don't know, like, when, when did this come out? Did did this, did these things, I was like, when I heard about this, I was like, how many times do they, how many, because the side effects is fucking nuts. Listen to this. Kybella can cause serious side effects, including nerve injury in the jaw, which can cause an uneven smile or facial muscle weakness, trouble swallowing, injection site problems, including bruising, hair loss, open sores, ulcers, Damage and tissue cell death, necrosis around the injection site. Uh, necrosis, bitch. Dude, I'm like, that's just a simple side effect. Bro. Dude, I, I'm like, I'd rather fucking go under the knife than inject that shit and have that risk. Not gonna lie, I definitely wanna get rid of that shit. Like, I have no shame in being like, yeah, I'd like to do some nips and tucks. I don't give a fuck. Like, gladly. Um, give it to me, dude. Let's go. I definitely want to get a boob job, too. Like, for real. You want to know why? I'm going to explain my boob job thing. So when I was in high school, I was, uh, I guess, like, high school kid fat. Not fat. Okay, I wasn't fat. I was, like, chubby normal. Um, and I had good-sized boobs, dude. Like, they were, to me, big. Um, and I actually hated them. Hated them. Maybe because I'd walk around with a bathing suit during the summer. My mom would be like, booby girl. <laughs> and I'm like disgusted like I you know like laughed at and I don't think my mom was like laughing at it but I you know what I don't know what that is I'm not a mom I don't know what that is but I mean you can't like how how can you not realize you can't poke at someone who's like growing and getting breasts as a young girl and then being like 
you know, she didn't do it like this, but it's what it, almost what it felt like. Ha ha. Oh, who's got boobies? Like, you know, movies where like the grandma's like, oh, look at that. Or, what was that movie where someone's like boobies and they reach in to touch them? There's like a grandma. Oh my God, what movie was that? Someone write in and tell me what movie that was. I'm going to not Google it. Distortedlens at gmail.com or go to my patreon.com forward slash distortedlens. Um, so yeah, uh, I hated my boobs, but then I wound up secretly loving them. Um, I would never show them off. Never, never, never. Cause I did not like the attention that men would give me and teenage boys. It was horrific. Like I remember going to a, uh, music festival and I, it was wearing, I was wearing like a halter top and I wasn't wearing a bra cause I didn't have like a strapless bra then or something. And I was leaving and I remember I, it was, I was cold and some guy was like, yeah. And like shouted and I just vividly remember living my, like, high school, you know, adolescent life, always having my crossed arms, because I, you know, I would just randomly get, like, hard nipples, and that's, like, a a guy's wet dream, Bonerville, and I hated it. I'm like, I don't, I hate that attention getting from, it's disgusting. I just felt like a disgusting object, and it was awful, probably because my mom taught me, didn't teach me about, I don't know, I'm not gonna blame my parents, I don't know what the fuck it, I don't know, didn't like them, but... You know, I wound up getting used to them and throughout my, uh, you know, life now in the past 20 years, you know, I lost a shitload of weight too much, obviously anorexia and I, uh, gained weight back. Um, it was my heaviest I've ever been, by the way, that's very normal when you, um, start refeeding yourself or you just, you know, uh, eating normal coming off of an eating disorder. Your body is like, yes, calories, I let them in. <laughs> Food is back on the menu, boys. So, um, oh, you know what's something funny, uh, not funny about that is incredibly interesting. So, you know, I didn't have my period for how many years? Um, so I started, you know, eating stuff at a slow pace. I was still paranoid about gaining weight. I tried, I tried doing like the healthy way and I had like a simple salad with veggies and a tablespoon of olive oil, which was unheard of. My whole anorexia was like, I didn't have any fat. It was unspeakable. Like I had a horrible like body aches. My brain was like retarded and my hair was horrible. Um, just awful, man. Like I was achy. I was, my back was in so much pain. I would wind up crying. Um, I went to my mom crying and she was like, well, you're not feeding yourself. What do you expect? (laughs) Thanks mom. Um, got it. Um, so where was I going with that? Uh, oh, so when I started, you know, getting recovering from my eating disorder, like 10 years ago, you know, I actually got over my eating disorder when I left Georgia. Funny how that is. Um, my husband is my uh, guardian angel. He literally fucking saved me from my family. And I, Thank him um, all the time for that. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I had a salad with, like, two super small bowls of veggies or whatever greens, but a full tablespoon of olive oil, which was, like, holy shit. And I don't think – I don't know if it was the same night or next day. I got my fucking period, like, just from ingesting a good amount of fat. And I just the amount of energy that rushed through me, I got so warm. I was, you know, when you're anorexic, you're, you're always cold, always like to the bone, just teeth chattering, just awful. You want to live in a heating blanket. It's horrible existence. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, I just thought that was crazy, even though I was not at the weight to like, I, I, I didn't get like a full um period flow. It was, you know, it, it was crazy. I'm getting like really lightheaded. I think I need a snack or something. I'm just talking. What? Holy crap. Where did I go from like Kybella to that? I don't know. Oh, the boob job thing. Yeah. So I really want to just get like, I'm getting older and I want my boobs to be perkier. And, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't mind getting a boob job. Fuck it. Like, yep. Judge me. I don't give a shit. Don't care. It's for me, not for you. 
I already went over that. Oh, yeah. When you eat an apple, do you eat the apple core? Like, do you eat the entire fucking thing? Like, do you eat the core and the seeds? Uh, I know some people that do, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm turned on or revolted by that. I'm like, what a savage. Oh, yeah, that's another funny thought I had. How many more, how many people are getting away with, like, crimes or not even necessarily crimes, but just things that, like, would normally bother someone? Like, how, I feel like there's some certain, as much as there's, like, outrage culture and cancel shit going on. By the way, wearing glasses with a headset and headphones is awful. It, like, crushes the, uh arms wait no they're not called arms they're called temples isn't that crazy the part that sits over your ears is called temples not arms crazy uh how many yeah i just i feel like there's people that are being more lenient like you know like example uh you order something from amazon or some company and it's delayed and if you're a logical fucking person that doesn't go to their amazon page and whines about how it's delayed because of the clear pandemic by the way i've seen those kind of reviews i'm like are you fucking kidding me you're a moron like, what? What an asshole. What an ignorant fool being like, my shit was late. Fuck you. It's like, uh, what? People are doing... Oh, God. I'm not going to get into that. You get why that's fucking nuts. Um, I just feel like people are going to be more lenient about stuff where normally they'd be like, fuck you. You know, people are being nicer and gentler in certain aspects, you know? So I just thought that was a funny little side thought. Not a shower thought, but a thought. Oh, there was some article I read. Speaking of the good old Pandy. Yes, Pion? Okay, come here. Whenever she hears us talking to someone or just talking, she's like, "Mm mm-mm, come here. Come here. There we go. She's on you. Yes. One in five COVID-19 patients develop mental illness within 90 days. Study London Routers. Routers? Um, many COVID-19 survivors are likely to be at greater risk of developing a mental illness. A psychiatrist said on Monday after a large study found 20% of those infected with the coronavirus are diagnosed with a psychiatric disorder within 90 days. So I tried to like, uh, look into this and I was like, well, is that from just getting depressed because they have it or like an actual brain function that just, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck? Cause I have heard about this. Anxiety, depression, and insomnia were most common among recovered COVID-19 patients, um, the researchers from Britain's Oxford University also found significantly higher risk of dementia, a brain impairment condition. People have been worried the COVID-19 survivors were, let's see. Sorry, I'm looking for in three months. One in five survivors were recorded as having a first time diagnosis of anxiety, depression, or insomnia. I mean, that seems, I, I don't know. I, I read this article. I'm like, are they saying this is just from getting it and getting depressed that they got it? Or like, like I already asked that, but. Here's what's crazy. The study also found that people with a pre-existing mental illness were 65% more likely to be diagnosed with COVID-19 than those without. This shit is so vague. I'm like, does that mean if you've had a mental illness, mental illness, you're more susceptible to getting it? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, what does that mean? This is likely due to a combination of a psychological, no, I'm sorry, physiological stressors associated with a particular pandemic. And this, yeah, exactly. And the physical effects of the illness. Yeah, that's okay. So never mind. Yeah, this is obvious. Although COVID-19 affects the central nervous system and so might directly increase might. I'm like, what, what kind of study is this? Might might directly. I know it's a study because it's whatever. It's a study. Um, it might directly increase subsequent disorders. But this research confirms that is not that is not the whole story and that this risk is increased by previous ill health. I'm like, that kind of article uh, sort of kind of sucked. I don't know. Still big shocker there. <laughs> Where's my notepad? Oh, it's on the floor over there. I got to get it. Um, I'm like, should I go over that? I thought it was hilarious. I wrote it down, goddammit. 
Hold on. Let's see. Alrighty then. Um, here's where I drew my elementary school. Oh, so I watched the Apple uh, thing where they revealed, I don't even know what the hell, they revealed iPad something, I don't know. And I wrote down all these uh, adjectives that they use for the products. Get this. I thought it was hilarious. Ready? <laughs> Capable, mighty, breathtaking, gigantic, just like just whatever. I don't know why I wrote that down. Five times faster. Supercharge, magically, advanced, array, boost, phenomenal, excellent, popular, amazing, new, extraordinary, vivid, excited, dynamic range, improved, natural, stunning, vibrant, best in class, monumental, ultra, versatility, I think I wrote down some of these multiple times, array, love, powerful, sleek, transformed, gigantic, jaw-dropping, incredible, redefines, tremendous, and remarkable. I, there's obviously some sort of marketing tactic with that where they use all these fantastic words to sell their products. And I'm like, next time you want to sell something, just throw all those fucking words in and maybe it'll work. Like, oh, it's fantastic and supercharged and gigantic. I'm there. I don't understand why Apple thinks that going thin is better. <laughs> Clearly it's not anorexia. But I'm sure that was the worst joke ever. Fired. Um, I just don't get why they think making a thinner phone, a thin Apple TV remote, thin everything is horrible. Like, you don't even have grip on it anymore. It's awful. And the Apple TV remote is one of the worst fucking inventions ever. I'm not even going to get into that. Oh, yeah. I was having like a... This isn't a stoner thought, but... Not all thoughts are complete thoughts or even fully decided. Like, just because you have a thought doesn't mean that it's valid and true. Um, I mean, we're constantly evolving and learning along the way just by living. So, like, if someone says something at some point, it doesn't mean it's, like, they're... I mean, of course they're saying it, and it's, it's hard to explain that one. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we shouldn't vilify or destroy someone for having a different view. If you, like... You know, if you want to talk to them and be like, well, no, that's not true. Or you have actual fucking fact-based science. Okay. Facts. I mean, just can we not, can we stop with this like emotional shit? Like you can't argue science, dude. You just can't like, I mean, anyways, um, it's just like, you're not going to convince someone of your agenda or what you're passionate about by being like berating and being like, fuck you. Or, you know, dragging someone's asses on Twitter or, um, you know, just like shouting. It's like you're literally giving the other party a reason to like fight back. It's ridiculous. What's that phrase? You can catch more bees with honey than vinegar. Oh my God. I finally remember that phrase. Every time I try to think of that phrase, I cannot remember how it goes. I think that's how it goes, which is obviously if you're nicer to someone, you can convince them, not not necessarily convince them, not like manipulate, but you know, they're going to be much more, it's going to be easier for them to listen to what you were saying, like, just be gentle and caring. And here's the thing. I think half of more than half of the people that are outraged by stuff is they don't think about where this other person is coming from that they're fighting against. If you're able to like remove your emotional part of it and think about where the other person's coming from and be like, I understand why you think that, um, you know, because blah, 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 blah. Um, you know what I mean? Like when you make it all about you and I'm blah, 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 I'm, I'm X and X and X adjective fuckery. It's just, you get it. It's exhausting. Just, you know, just if you want to have an argument or discussion, just be nice, man. Like, 
chill your emotional reaction. Emotion, emotionally reactiveness is just fucking awful and it's, it doesn't help anything. It really doesn't. I understand I'm one of the biggest, advo- not advocates, um, uh, a victim or, you know, I grew up in a family that was extremely emotionally reactive and it's something I'm really constantly working at trying not to be, to be not emotionally reactive with things because it's just really, it's awful. Like it, it sets you off on a path of things that typically oftentimes just aren't true because, um, you know, I'm going to use an example of being triggered by something, uh, you know, which by the way, triggers are very real, you know, childhood stuff. It's unfortunate that that word has like been destroyed now with social media. Like I'm triggered. This isn't a safe space. Help me out. Principal, someone help me or whatever. Um, yeah, triggers are hard to, you know, they're a trigger and they are always most often have a reaction of a emotional reaction. So it's really hard to keep calm and be in the now. Uh, Eckhart Tolle is amazing and he has a lot of, if you, if you can't buy his book, which is called The Power of Now, and it's kind of unfortunate because he got all Hollywood eyes, like his friends, he's BFF with like Hollywood people, which really I don't like and rubs me the wrong way. But I, I listened to his audiobook and it's fantastic. It's him saying the audiobook and narrates it. Not every person that creates an audiobook has themselves narrated just for whatever reason or another, but um, it's a great, great book. And I recommend, yeah, like I said, the audiobook. But he has a lot of stuff on YouTube uh, that I cannot recommend more. Eckhart, let's see, Eckhart, I'm sorry, how do you spell it? You spell it E C K H A R T, and then last name T O L L E. Amazing. He kind of, I, I call him like an adult male Yoda. Very soft, gentle speaking. He's fantastic. And I I don't want to explain his philosophy and stuff about life um, because he says it much more, much better than I ever could. But it's basically kind of like what I was saying along with the, uh, you know, stepping outside of and not being emotionally reactive is if you can, you know, be aware of and being in the moment and I always say it like stepping outside of the moment and looking in on what's going on like you're separated from yourself um yeah I I can't recommend his book and his YouTube stuff anymore honestly it's it's incredible and life-changing I really if there's anything you can take away from this read that or listen read or listen to the audiobook for real yeah let's see yeah these are these are such fragile times that is correct I read that in my notes for sure yeah, all Twitter is just thoughts. Like all social media is just thoughts. Don't don't take them so seriously, man. Like, I mean, how many people actually think before they post? Like, is this the vibe that you want to put out there? Like, when you post stuff on social media, you have to realize, like, you don't have to. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But you know, if you post something, it's like, and the comments are like angry and mean. Like, but you're you're harvesting and creating an atmosphere of anger and like just anger you know what I mean like think about what you're posting and what kind of comments you could get I guess I know it's easier said than done and it is a weird thing for you know people to go to the internet and like vent and it's it's like a online public journaling system Facebook and Twitter it's really a bizarre fucking world we live in and I don't I don't know if it's great I know it definitely is relieving and if you don't have an outlet to like talk to someone a friend or a family member or a therapist or or you or you don't journal then I, I understand it because I definitely do this as well um but it's just weird because I don't know if it's a good thing like because no one taught us how to like live in this reality of all these people coming together on like an internet world where all these thoughts are just flying out like no one's programmed to 
to be able to handle that at all. So no wonder why our fucking society is crumbling, man. Yeah. Never. Oh, here's. I just have random notes everywhere. Never trust clothing companies that are sold by celebrities, like or anything. Honestly, like uh, Doja Cat. She's fantastic. I love her. She's so talented, singer and dancer, and I love her aesthetic. She's funny. Um, but she's like she she hacks hawks hawks. I just looked this up. You know when you're peddling shit, she like peddles Fashion Nova bullshit. It's like China made trash clothing. Um. It's like uh, not uh, like hood rat gangster R&B rap girls. Um, honestly, a lot of the clothing is very cute if it was like nicely made, but it's not. So I just I'm like, wow, why the fuck are you working with these horrible companies? The other ones like, oh, I forgot what it's called. I'm going to look it up because I um, um, I almost don't want to because it's going to give this person advertising or the whatever quote fucking company. Uh, but um. Where is it? Oh, God. It is called Pretty Little Thing. Um, It's just so, like, they're obviously doing it to get people to... I, it's kind of evil because they're doing all this stuff as, like, you know, gay, lesbian, LGBTQ, uh, disabled. Like, all this stuff is, like, it's all, like, pastel-y. I, I don't, it's hard to explain. This whole aesthetic is, like, internet phenomenon, fake bullshit stuff. But they have people like in wheelchairs wearing clothing. And it is great because they're including everyone. I have absolutely no problem with that. But I'm kind of disgusted by this company. Like, it's so, like, fucking artificial. And just, to me, I'm just like, it's clear that it's, like, AliExpress trash yet again. It's, like, another Fashion Nova. Um, I'm. It's just awful because they're just... Oh, God, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a world that most people don't live in and strive to be just by wearing fucking clothing, I guess, that makes you instantly, like, cool or some shit. It's just, I'm not buying it. Like, yeah, you include disabled people as your models, but I feel like they're just doing it to get you to buy their crummy shit. So it's disappointing seeing someone that's a good, I'm just, I don't get it. Doja Cat is a talented person, so I'm like, why would you have the fucking need to even pair up with these fucking companies to sell their shit i think it's because she has a shitty manager or uh, owner whatever you call it owner basically bad agent they're like oh you should do this like it's just god why it's like the whole flat tummy tea thing the kardashians or whoever the fuck i literally don't even follow kardashians or any of that shit i just listen to i used to listen to delisted and i see enough of this stuff where like i'm not even on tiktok but i find ways of looking at tiktok stuff there's a subreddit called tiktok cringe anarchy and it's just it's literally that cringe the most cringy shit ever and i i usually wind up cackling laughing at this shit because it's just like what the fuck and oh god some of it's extreme cringe anywho where is it going with that um let's see i have that whole baby food story <laughs> when i was in elementary school uh first of all i like i don't know how i'm so bad at age let's see let me just oh my god google how old is a second grader um, seven. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember what grade this was, but I, you know, I was in elementary school and I used to love baby food. Like I loved it. I love like, I don't know. I love it because container is small and it's glass. And I love, I love baby food spoons, a soft uh, <laughs> spoon. I don't know why. I just love the texture. I'm a big texture freak and I love baby uh, utensils as well. My mom would get so mad at me. I bought like I bought like baby food utensils to eat from or just used just for me to use. And she was like, stop using that. Like just, and I was like, fuck you. Like I, I like the, 
I don't think I ever explained it like this because I'm sure she wouldn't give a fuck. I just, you know, when someone is like that and they're like, stop whatever or blah, 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 then I'm not going to have the wherewithal to be like, you know, mom, I like using these spoons because I love the texture of the spoon. But because I'm, I'm instantly offended that she's saying it like this. So I'm like, mm, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's harder for someone to come to a situation and explain themselves if they're being berated or made fun of. Because it's just, you know, it's an emotionally reactive thing. And I think that these people, these people, my fucking mom, even though I said my mom, I love my mom in my last podcast, I was saying that because I knew I was going to drag her. God, um, she's, you know, she tried her best, but yikes, dude. Not good. Not good at all. Manipulative and used God stuff. She still uses like God stuff to manipulate me and it's really messed up. You know, I call my mom to hear what she wants to say, or I mean, I, you know, to get advice or just to be heard, you know, like, I'm, you know, cause I, everyone likes to talk to their mom and moms are moms, dude. Like there's nothing better, but like instead she'll be like, well, you know, just pray about it. And I'm like, seriously, I just, I'm so bitter. Yeah. You know what, mom? I am fucking bitter about that. I'm, I'm like, as if she's going to listen to this, whatever. I fucking hope she does. Like, it's ridiculous. I want to just talk to someone. And I'm not even against God. I firmly believe in God. So that's the funny thing is that I know that if I were to fight this with my parents, they'd be like, well, you're, you need to go You need to go to Sunday class and find church friends. You need God. And it's just like, wow, you don't get it. Bye. So, yeah, I've had to separate, separate myself from my fucking family. Um, anyways, yeah. Wow. Baby food story. So I took baby food to school with my and my packed lunch. And by the way, my mom never made my packed lunch for me. Um what is that? You know, I see this stuff in movies and stuff where moms or even the Simpsons where parents will pack the lunch and my friends, you know, in real life, I'd see people's uh, lunches looking awesome and clearly had this like parent touch to it. And I made my own lunch and that, you know, things I never thought about until later. I'm like, that kind of hurts, you know, that sucks. So not have that special touch of like, I'm being cared for in like simple ways. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, while my parents didn't beat me or anything horrible like that, it definitely was this certain amount of neglect that is really like hits me to my core. Um, and yeah, you know what? I, I definitely am more sensitive than possibly most people, but that doesn't mean I'm like mouth. I'm a malfunctioning human or I'm, I always want to say defunct. Um, when you're not, I don't know what the word is when you're like, you're not a hundred percent or you're not a perfect or you're not a normal human. I don't think it's abnormal to be sensitive and it's, definitely not a bad thing to be sensitive one of my favorite phrases and I've looked this up I don't know the when I look it up it says you know unknown quote best phrase ever that I love is uh it's a blessing and a curse to feel everything so deeply and I was like fucking yes dude yes so yeah holy crap baby food story it was I always eat the banana baby food it's fucking delicious honestly if you're like 40 25 18 and you've never tried or you don't remember banana baby food Go out now, Amazon Pantry, that shit, or go to whatever, Kroger, K-R-G-R, Kroger Radio. I used to work at Kroger, and I remember that being played in the store. Anyway, banana baby food is the jam. Like, I don't care about any other baby food, but that baby food. So I took it to my, you know, at lunch, and I brought it on my um, paper, brown paper bag, and I couldn't open the damn jar. So, and I had no idea that it was, like, laughable if you're, like, in elementary school and you're still, quote, eating baby food. I just didn't know. Because I'm just like, I just like the taste of it. And I don't relate it to like, oh, babies eat that. I didn't. I was like, it's like pudding. So I asked some kid, a boy, I vividly remember being a boy, to open it. And they're like, baby food. <laughs> it's like a Simpsons episode or something. It's just one of those memories to the point where I drew out um, this like aerial floor plan of the my elementary school's lunchroom um, for my husband to just explain 
uh, actually a separate subject about the lunchroom. Um, and I, I like remember what fucking table it was at, like where in the room it was at. And I was like, holy shit. That's, I mean, here's the thing about trauma is that, um, it doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, you've been beaten by your neighbor or whatever for it to be traumatic. It can be like kind of anything. And if you, here's the thing about trauma is that you remember every fucking thing about it. Like the specifics where you're like, why should, why would I remember that? It's, that's when you know it's trauma. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. Um, I just remember that story and I thought it was silly and, um, kind of, you know, not, I don't want to say fucked up. It's just kids. It will always make fun of kids. And I don't, I don't think I have like trauma to this day about share or ask, asking someone to open a food item for me. So it's weird. Cause I'm like, is that trauma? Cause like, what would I be, what am I affected by now and how I react now about that? That makes it traumatic. I don't know. It's just, it is bizarre that I remember the situation like crazy. <laughs> My twin brought me in. So we, I think like once a year in elementary school, we'd have a show and tell everyone would do it. And my twin brought me in as a show-and-tell item. So there was this kid, this fucking kid. I still remember his name. Holland Robinson. He forever called me show-and-tell girl. Yep. And I I don't remember it being like... Uh, here's the thing. I think oftentimes boys try to, like, not bully me. I, I, um, pester me. Because I think it was a form of flirting. There was this guy. I don't remember his name. It's so weird. I remember his face, like, clearly... Um, in like fourth grade or something. And there was these exercise bands that we used to use, like the really thick ones that are like, I don't know, like five inches top to bottom, like, uh, width, is that width, height, width, whatever. They're really thick. You know, people put them around their, uh, above their knee to do like, uh, thigh exercise shit, whatever. So, um, he had that and he fucking held it out with one hand, pulled it back with the other and let it go in my fucking face, that kid got in so much trouble. Like, I feel like he got sent home that day. It was, he got, I mean, dude, I wasn't, I remember how, I don't know why I felt this or what happened that made me realize that he wasn't being malicious. He just didn't know how to flirt. And I never was like mad at him for that. I was just like, that kid's dumb. Um, He didn't realize what he was doing. But man, I remember that. Isn't that funny? Like, I see, that's, I don't know. I remember with Nurse Moose is that traumatic? No. I mean, you don't really forget getting shit slapped in your face. I don't remember what it felt like, but yeah. I think it's interesting that I had these friends from my elementary school that I don't remember their last names. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to be able to look them up, but I can't find them. So if you remember your like childhood friends that, you know, you aren't friends with to this day, like write down their names now because your memory is only going to get worse. And it's, I don't know, it's one of those things I like to revisit and try to find them later. Um, like there's this one friend, this is so tragic. Here's another story. Oh my God. I guess it started earlier than middle school. I had a friend named Kristen McFarland from Tritt Elementary School. Um, is it bad to give out the specifics? Oh, whatever. Um, uh, she was like my best friend and I loved her and we went to six class together and I had this like, uh, you know, photo booth, uh, photos from her and I, uh, I vividly remember like what faces we were doing. Anyways. She wound up, like, randomly moving away, like, I don't know what it was, if it was, like, custody or something, probably, I don't know, who knows what it was, but I was devastated, and, like, I, I don't think I got any information of, like, how to keep in contact with her, because, like, I don't know, I guess parents are assholes, and they don't think about, like, asking their kid, like, do you have any friends that you want to, like, give your information to, like, I'm pretty sure I would have had that information. Maybe I did and lost it, but I definitely don't remember having it at any point. I'm like, that's that's terrible. Can you imagine your best friend just like 
leaving and they're gone, like, yeah. Like, I've just had all these weird repetitive stories of, like, losing friends. And my best friend from high school, like, I tried to keep in contact with her. We had this little, like, inside joke about a windmill thing. And I had this, like, windmill necklace that I found that's really adorable. And I sent, I wanted to make up this thing where I sent it to her and was like, hey, let's send this back to each other every year. It's like a friendship thing. And I mailed it to her and I never heard anything back. Like I, not even a phone call or a reply letter. Like, um, yeah, that shit, that shit fucking hurts. You know, when you go, when you go through the effort of keeping a friendship and the other person just, you know, and I'm not, I'm not really, I never really blamed her for it. I mean, it definitely fucking hurts to this day. Um, because, like, shit happens and people get busy and so on. But, I mean, it, it's not hard to, like, reach out in a really small way and say, hey, I'm really busy or whatever, you know? Like, acknowledge my fucking existence. <laughs> like, that's the least you can fucking do. So I'm, I'm actually kind of tired of excusing people. So I guess I'm not going to excuse anymore. That's, you know, um, I, I guess it would be helpful if I told her that shit fucking hurt. Um, yeah, it's the point where uh, it's funny. Apparently, I emailed, I would email her once a year and be like, hey, how are you? It makes me sad that we're not, you don't talk anymore and I hope you're well. And um, I wrote it, I don't know when the last time I did this, maybe last year, I have no idea. Um, but she wrote back and I was like, lol, oh, Lindsay, you're so funny. It's funny, you do this every year where you're like, oh no, we're drifting. Do you hate me? And she's like, no, I don't hate you. And I was like, holy, it's funny because I never realized that I did that. Like once a year, I'd write her and be like, do you hate me? I always feel like people hate me. Like, I'm like, do you hate me? Isn't that fucking crazy? Whatever. Goddamn friends. Just coming and going like nothing, you know, I'm always jealous of people that have like, like if I were to have a wedding, I wouldn't have anyone to invite to my fucking wedding. Like, I'm not kidding. Like a friend. I mean, now, yes, like local friends, but I'll take that back. But like when I first... I mean, there was definitely a span in my years of living where I didn't have, like, people I could invite to my wedding and have, like, a best man. Just kidding. What is it called for the female? First lady? No. What's it called? Bridesmaid? Is that what it's called? No. What's the first chosen one? The chosen one. Maid of honor. God. I didn't have a wedding, by the way, and I have no problem with that. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, because I want to be in debt for how many fucking years? Also, I didn't want to be put on display and too much effort. I was like, fuck that. And my husband was okay with that. And we saved up money for an, 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 an incredible honeymoon. Oh, my God. I went to Barcelona in, in an island off of it called Ibiza. It was fucking incredible. I love it. Such a great memory. Wouldn't trade it for the world. And I can't recommend that shit enough. Like, don't you do not have to go through a fucking wedding thing and spend 30 grand or whatever ridiculous fucking amount. I mean, what I have, like, this is what we did is that we did the whole, like, uh, courthouse thing. And, um... Yuri's roommate at the time, uh, what's it called? Um, you're, you know, you have to have like a witness when you go to the courthouse and get married. He came and, and quote was the witness and also took photos of it. And that was really sweet of him. And apparently there was an option to live stream it because, uh, California, this was years ago, yeah, 10 years ago. My mom was so mad that I didn't tell her that, um, about that option. She was like, oh my God, I would have paid for it. And I was like, whoops. Oh, well, as if I thought you even wanted to watch. So, uh, after that, I'm not sure how, what the span was, probably a couple months or um, I don't know. We had like a little beach wedding shindig is what I called it. It was like a barbecue on China Beach. I think it was called North SF. So uh, San Francisco is always foggy and fucking freezing. And miraculously, miraculously on this day, whereas a lot of Yuri's friends and I like his friends are really awesome. They're really sweet people. My parents flew out. Yuri's parents flew out. It was a really awesome, like chill day. I got this really adorable Betsy Johnson dress that I fucking love. Um, and I loved my outfit. I put so much effort into it. And I made uh, Yuri's corsage thing. And I still have that. And my wedding colors were 
fuchsia and teal. I love those color combinations. Like, to this day, my favorite. I don't know why. Probably Lisa Frank. But it was awesome. Like, my parents were nice enough to get us a hotel room in a really nice hotel in SF that night. And I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. It was chill. It wasn't stressful. Um, we didn't have a – did we have a cake? I don't think we did. I think because I was getting over – or I still had my eating disorder then. So, of course, I'm like, oh, cake, no. I think we had fucking, like, fruit. Oh, my God. So I wouldn't mind doing, like, the whole, like, getting married thing again, as corny as that is, or, like, getting divorced and getting married again. <laughs> I'm kidding. The Simpsons did that in one of the episodes, and it was hilarious. Um, Because it's – I mean, not really. Like, if we if we became, like, millionaires, I guess – you know, um, my best friend in my high school, in uh, high school also had like a wedding in her backyard. Like it's, it's possible to do it small. You don't have to do the whole church thing. I mean, it's funny cause I grew up not getting enough like quote attention, but then like there's certain situations where I don't like all the attention on me, like doing a wedding. I'm like, I don't feel worthy enough. Or I'm just like, I don't, that's, I'm good. That's too like pretentious and whatever, dude. Like, oh God. Although wedding, I, I should just have a wedding reception. Like fuck the wedding thing. Just have a fucking reception. <laughs> that's where the fucking party's at, man. Man, I don't know where I'm at. Like, because again, I the stupid ass garage band. Bar 2186. Bar 2186. Bar. I'm going to Google this. Bar 2186. Timestamp. No, I don't know if I could like convert that. I wanted to stop this and then pause it to see where I was at. Mm, I guess I could. Let's see. Oh, hey. There we are. An hour and 13. Hell yeah. So, yeah, um, if you're a seamstress, look into Jolly Sewing Company or Sewing Pattern Company. Apparently, it's a, a mom and a daughter that created this company. And Oh, my God, that mint. Um, these are uh, from Germany. Let me see here. Tooth Friendly Tested. That's hilarious. I just noticed that. Where is this from? Uh, it's German mints. They're called Smints. They're fucking amazing. Like... Blows any mint out of the water. S-M-I-N-T. They're amazing, dude. Amazing. Oh, they're conceived by Chupa Chups. Okay. Derives from... Where's it from? I don't know. Yeah, they're not in uh, uh, North America, which is bananas. Like, they're the best mints ever because there's no sugar in them. Whenever there's sugar in mints, it just makes you have... It makes you reach for more mints. I highly recommend them. They're the fucking jam. I think I got those from Germany or something. I can't remember. But yeah, the sewing company is amazing. I've done so many patterns, Butterick, uh, Simplicity, all those like jo uh, Joanne's pattern companies. And, you know, I kind of like grew up uh, technically with my sort of my sewing stuff with using those patterns. And they're fine for learning. But once you try out J-A-L-I-E, the sewing company, the patterns, holy crap. Like I didn't struggle once. It was the instructions were incredibly easy to read. The fit of the, they're just simple like yoga tights, but holy crap, uh, they're so flattering and everything about, it's just like, I, do, I can't, it's hard to explain. It was such a pleasure just creating them. They were um, so worth uh, buying the pattern and making those. You wouldn't think it'd be like, make, oh, what happened? My mic just went weird. Oh, Tony's hungry. That sounded so loud. Anyways, look into them. I don't feel like rambling about that. My guess I'm going to put it to an in here. Why is it echoing? That's weird. Hello? Hmm. I don't know. That's really fucking weird. What? Uh, well, I guess I'll say one more thing. There's like a delay when I'm talking. That's so weird. Uh, I was going to, okay, I can't even record this because I can't, you know, when you hear yourself and it's delayed and it's making me talk. 
All right, I can't do the headset because that's insane. I don't know why I started doing that. Uh, I was thinking the other day about how Animal Crossing New Horizons is going to forever remind me of 2020 and the pandemic, which is going to be interesting, like, I guess, whenever we get over this fucking pandemic to be like, wow, you know, opening a game is going to give you those vibes of being back in that time step, time stamp or timeline in your life where it's like, you know, maybe I won't want to play that game because it just reminds me of 2020. Not that this year has been horrible, but it's definitely been interesting. I would say that. Yeah, so thanks for listening. This one got really uh, personal, and I'm okay with that. You know, it's, it's what I do. Um, I'm glad I remembered to record this, though. Holy shit, I thought it was Tuesday. I was like, oh my god, it's Thursday. I gotta record. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Um, you can reach out to me and comment on uh, the podcast and the episodes at... I gotta take this headset still too close. I keep hearing the echo. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash distorted lens or distorted lens at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this matters with visibility on Apple Podcasts and makes a difference. And you too can make a difference. Thank you guys. God bless. One love, baby.